Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Freethinkers Media Network podcast. And on tonight's show, uh, we are going to um, travel all the way to Kenya um, to report a, a, a tragedy that occurred in Kenya, um, according to CNN. This is World News. Um Weak and traumatized survivors found has 89 bodies recovered in Kenya starvation cult case. Okay, uh, this is a cult out of Kenya. Um, according to CNN, police <clears throat> have now recovered 89 bodies from mass graves in a forest in eastern Kenya, believed to be linked to a cult that allegedly encouraged its followers to starve themselves to gain salvation. <clears throat> the country's government said, Katuri Kendiki, hopefully I'm saying this Kenyan name, Kenyan name right, the Kenyan interior minister said three people were found alive and rescued on Tuesday, and all 34 people have been rescued since the graves were discovered last Friday at an 800-acre forest. They are said to be members of the Good News International Church, which allegedly taught its members that they would go to heaven if they starved themselves. Hmm. Paul McKenzie Natigi, the leader of the cult, uh, was arrested after police received a tip off that his vast land on the Shakahola Forest in the Kilifi County of Eastern Kenya contained mass graves. Uh, Mr. McKenzie was seen shouting Praise Jesus as he was escorted by police following his arrest. His lawyer told CNN on Tuesday he was denied bail over investigation interference fears. The court is of the opinion that he might interfere with investigations. Uh, Mr. McKenzie's lawyer, George Karuki, told CNN. Karuki said prosecutors have been given 14 days to investigate the case, adding that McKenzie has not been charged. He added that he had no permission from his client to comment on allegations that he encouraged his followers to starve themselves to death in order to go to heaven. I can't disclose what my client is telling me without his expressed permission. I can't know if there are people that died fasting. It's only a postmodern report that can advise that position of which none has been supplied. There are fears the numbers could rise as the Kenya Red Cross said more than 200 people had been reported missing to its staff in the coastal town of Malindi. Hassan Musa, regional manager of Kenya for Kenya's Red Cross, told CNN Tuesday the number of family members who have come to report people missing has increased from 210 in the morning to 259 now as of Tuesday afternoon. Uh, out of this 259, 100 of them are children. Musa said, adding that a local morgue in Melindy has been stretched beyond capacity. Wow. He added that survivors recovered from the site were very weak and they were traumatized. So this is breaking news um, as reported by CNN. And I'm covering this because here at uh, Freethinkers Media Network, we cover news, politics, and topics also relating to um, 
psychology. And, and this is really an interesting case um, out of Kenya. And my prayers goes to um, the loved ones who have families that are part of this cult. And um, it's heartbreaking to even, you know, read concerning that children were also involved in this cult that basically encouraged their members, allegedly, allegedly um, encouraged their members to pray and to fast and to starve themselves to death. Um, this is an alleged allegation against uh, Mr. Um, McKenzie. So therefore, uh, we're just going to leave it at that as it, as, it, as it relates to this particular matter and case um, until he goes through the process of being, uh, going through uh, whatever judicial process is in Kenya as far as him going to trial. Um, you know, whatever the verdict is, guilty or not guilty, I'm not going to report on whether he's innocent or he's not, but just reporting basically what CNN um, has reported and the uh, the, uh, the allegations are that um, the members were encouraged, allegedly, to starve themselves in order to go to heaven. Okay? Now, aside from this particular article, one of the things that I can say in reference to uh, religion, I, I recalled, um, you know, I I grew I grew up in Christianity. Um, my mother is Christian. Um, you know, I went to a Christian church um, at a very young age. Um, I was baptized when I was thirteen years old. Uh, I was involved in Sunday school uh, when I was twenty one to twenty two years old. I was an ordained pastor, so I, I I'm very familiar with some of the extreme teachings that can come out of certain denominations of uh, Christianity. Now, it's very important for me to say on this podcast that Christianity is so vast. So not all Christian pastors or all, all Christian churches uh, are engaged in teaching their members to to do the most, you know, not all uh, uh, Christian churches engage in teaching, you know, uh, philosophies that are extremely, you know, that are extreme. So there's so many d different denominations and there are some amazing pastors who really care for their people, who teach their people, um, you know, sound biblical doctrine. And you know, in in Islam, there are some though there are there are Muslims that are extremists, and there are there are Muslims that are amazing. There are imams that teaches their people some sound uh, revelation based from the Quran. And Judaism, you know, so all religions are, are you know, we can't look at one particular event to say this is happening with all Christian pastors. There are some amazing pastors all over the world that really you know, care for their, their flock, you know, and there are some amazing imams, there are some amazing rabbis. Um, I'm just going to be very eclectic in terms of my approach to not try to, 
talk down about any particular religion. But since I grew up out of Christianity, since I was an ordained minister, and since I used to preach the gospel, um, I had instances where I encountered situations, you know, um, that was very uncomfortable. Um, and I'm the type of person, of course, those of you who are faithful listeners of this podcast, I guess you can tell that I, I, my personality definitely doesn't fit into the category of the person that you would tell me to do something and I'm just going to do it without asking questions. Um, and I recall this one particular situation when I was living in Miami about uh, 16 years ago. And um, I was part of this church and, and the pastor was an apostle. Um, and he was also a prophet who hears from God. And I recall one night we were in Bible study uh, that he said the Spirit told him that everyone that is part of the congregation was supposed to be millionaires, that everyone here is going to be millionaires. This is what the Spirit was saying to him. And I remember being in this Bible study, and I raised my hand, I asked a question, and I said, well, Apostle, um, my question to you is, how is it that every single person here will be millionaires when there are some people here who don't even know um, anything about operating a business? Um, there are some people here who are in the category of, of the elderly. They're in their 70s. Uh, does this prophetic word also consist of, you know, this 75-year-old woman who's sitting here next to me who can barely see? Um, and, 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 I, and I continued asking questions, and I said, well, how then will they be millionaires when some of these people work in nine-to-fives and they're barely, they're barely getting by? They're probably getting $10.50, $8.50 an hour. This is Miami, Florida. The wage is terrible. I don't know about now. It's probably under DeSantis is probably a total, you know, governor of the, of the state of Florida probably has improved, you know, dramatically. But when I was living in Florida, the, the wage, the salary was just crappy in most of the jobs. So how will this happen? And I remember when I proposed this question, uh, I recalled, you know, his members, the response was just so, like, vehemently just like, why would you question the apostle? Why would you question the man of God? Why would you ask the apostle such questions? And the people there almost wanted to stone me. And I stood my ground and I said, the reason why I'm asking this question is because I, I'm a business owner. And for the life of me, I can't even imagine me saying to everyone in this room that everyone here is gonna be millionaires because I know what it takes to run a business. Back then, I, I owned uh, a cell phone store. I had three cell phone stores. I had three cell phone stores online, and I had an actual physical cell phone store. And as a result of my um, 
question, the apostle, he was shocked that I asked this question and he he didn't say anything as different people from the congregations was defending him. Um, and one thing that I can say about this person is that he looked at me and then he said to me, I agreed with him 100%. I agree with the brother that this statement is not for everyone. So at that point, I think that he was able to recognize that this, this utterance, this oracle, this prophecy that he uttered out was possibly a mixture of emotions. You know, it probably just came out of him, his own self. And I'm sharing this story tonight to say that um, I believe in God. I believe that God is real. But I also know that when it comes to religion, regardless of what religion that we belong to or we're part of, it was always it is always important that if someone would tell you to do something, to obtain something, you know, starve yourself to death to go to heaven. Well, ultimately, you will go to heaven. If you don't eat, you're, you're going to die. And, and if you die, you're going you're gonna to go to heaven, you know. Um, but I don't think, allegedly, this is what this pastor was trying to teach these people. Well, when people tell you to do things, it's important for you to ask questions. Where are you getting this from? You said God told you to tell me to do this, but how come God never told me to do this? And if these people were literate enough to pick up the Bible to read, then they probably would have said, well, allegedly, this pastor, I'm making sure I say the word allegedly, allegedly, this is what he's being accused of then allegedly the people would have said, well, you know, um, this is not in the New Testament, neither it's in the Old Testament. Of course, fasting is in the Bible. Fasting is in most of all of the books of, of the major religions. But there is no scripture in the Quran. There is no scripture in the Torah. There is no scripture in the Gospels that points towards the fact that God wants people to starve themselves to death in order to go to heaven. A simple question would have been if this is actually true that this man, Paul McKenzie, was teaching this to his congregation, allegedly. A simple question could have been, where are you getting this from because this is not any in, 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 in any passage that I read. And I'm a big, big believer of this. That if I'm told to do something in whatever religion that I embraced, uh, Malik Rahim, I'm Muslim. And Islam, Islam is regulated differently. Of course, there are extremists in, in, in Islam. If somebody would come and tell me, hey, my brother, if you blow yourself up, you're going to go to heaven. I'm going to be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't know where you're coming from with that, with that craziness, but that's, that's not how I interpret the Quran. 
you know? So I'm very strong-willed, you know? I probably <laughs> So I never, I didn't even, I don't, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I was never a good Christian because I, I just didn't comply to everything they told me to do in churches. So I never, I never stayed in any church that long because I always found that I was trying to, they was trying to tell me to do things that I didn't understand where they were take, getting this shit from. One pastor uh, who wanted to sleep with my ex-wife when I was married, one pastor told me that in order for the spirit of God to anoint me, I need to serve him. Why am I not here at the church to carry his Bible? You know, I need to basically do some kind of Elisha and Elijah situation. And then I looked at him like he had two heads. And I'm like, dude, I work a lot so I can take care of my wife. So I don't know what you're talking about. And then later on, I came to find out the reason why he was pressing me so hard was because he wanted to, he was trying to sleep with my wife. And um, now my ex-wife. And then later on, you know, he advised her, you should leave this marriage and, and, and find you a better husband because we were having marital issues. And of course, the, the whole inspiration was to take her from me so that he can have her. So I know what it's like to go through cults. I've, I've, I was never a, a compliant participant of a cult. Because I, I always had this mind that I, I thought my thinking was always outside of the box. So if somebody came to me with some nonsense, I always had questions like, where are you getting this stuff? Where are you getting this stuff from? And um, fortunately for me now, I think that I found myself in a religion that that's very independent. I don't have no imam blowing up my phone talking about, did you pray five times a day today? I'm not dealing with any of those situations in Islam. Um, it's very independent. Sometimes I, I don't even feel like I'm part of a religion because it's like no one controls whether you go to the masjid or you don't or you, whether you read the Quran. Like nobody's over your shoulder making sure that you are Muslim. You know, um, and not to say that in Islam there there aren't extremes. There are extremes. There are a lot of extremes. Um, but I haven't yet um, encountered anybody that tries to impose on me on any of their extremes. Um, you know, but not to say, but that's what I say that every religion has, you know, extremes. So there are good Christian pastors. There are bad ones. There are good imams and, and there are bad ones, you know, in, in all religions, there are people that are just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, but this is an alleged accu allegation. Um, but I just wanted to give my own perspective as a former Christian that I have encountered Christian sects that were cults uh, where the, uh, the, the pastor or the apostle or the prophet, whatever title that they have, was kind of put on this pedestal that everything that he said could not be challenged. And I was of the, and I'm still of that nature. Um, <laughs> that if somebody tells me something, then I'm going to ask them, where are you getting this from? Like, how, 
how do you know, like what you're saying to me right now, how do you know it's the truth? So I want to conclude this podcast just kind of giving this my, my opinion on this, this alleged accusation made against um, Paul McKenzie, um, the pastor of this church who allegedly was teaching his followers in Kenya to starve themselves in order to go to heaven. And, you know, um, my prayers is that that God protect these people, that their families, those who are left behind are comforted, that the government in Kenya can establish some tight restrictions and judicial restrictions to ensure that people are not being spiritually abused. Okay? So that's my show for tonight, Breaking News Out of Kenya. I just want to kind of give my point of view on this. And... um. Continue to pray for Kenya. Continue to pray for the continent of Africa. Because, you know, I've watched so many different YouTube videos of of so, some of these African pastors. And they really do some very questionable things that are super, super weird. Um, so continue to pray for the continent. And not just only Kenya, but the continent of Africa consists of uh, superstar mega pastors that are Africans that are really super weird. Um, some of the things that they say, some of the things that they do, it's almost as if like you're watching some kind of a spiritual voodoo um, type of ceremony, and it, but it's being done in church. Um, so let's pray for Africa, um, but more so for Kenya and those who have gone through such traumatic experience. All right, ending this podcast, signing off. I am your host here at the Freethinkers Media Network, Malik Rahim. Have a good night in terms of this particular segment.